Welcome back to Talking About Talking. I'm Ethan Becker, President and Senior Coaching Partner at the Speech Improvement Company in Boston. And with me today is... Lori Schlaff, and I am a Senior Coaching Partner here at the company as well. You're listening to the Broadband Network of the Speech Improvement Company, helping people communicate since 1964. Today we have a very interesting topic. We're going to be talking about... Is it positive to be negative at work? Mm-hmm. Think about or, that for a uh-uh, moment. Uh-uh, no, no. So, you know, we often work with clients who have a peer or a manager who's kind of driving them crazy because they're a naysayer, they're negative, and I know I have a lot of clients who feel intimidated, intimidated by their boss because that person comes on strong, occasionally has a fit, And I hope this doesn't happen too often, but might even put the person down, saying Mm -hmm. that's dumb or whatever. Now, this is a topic that's in the air because certain candidates seem to be coming across with personal attacks. And we know from the legal principle of ad hominem, you can criticize the behavior, but you really shouldn't be criticizing the person. Why not? Because a personal attack does not help the person to perform better. And I know you and I were talking about how there might be more acceptance between males than there is between females and other females and between a male boss and a female report or subordinate in terms of tolerance of anger and acceptance of anger. I think there's definitely a gender component the what comes to mind to me is the the attitude of suck it up don't be such a wimp you know toughen up that that i should be able to i shouldn't have to beat around the bush with you right and what i'm what i'm describing are things that we've heard i know you've heard we've heard our clients share with us you know in private in coaching sessions when we talk about how they are communicating with a subordinate or a peer or colleague sometimes they just want to put it out there and maybe it's a joke maybe it's just expressing their frustration but they don't want to have to as they say pussyfoot or beat around the bush or mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. and i think they're just looking at it the wrong way professionally mm-hmm. i i get what they mean i get it they, they feel like their hands are tied. And if you look at candidates like, for instance, with Donald Trump, uh, one, of the, one of the attractions for some is that he's very uh, direct. He just puts it out, says it like he means it. And I, I would caution the comparison between a political figure's ability to do that and an individual in their company. A political figure has a multi-million dollar campaign projecting their ethos. They can get away with a lot. In your team, in your department, when you take that approach and you go hurt the feelings of the person next to you, you may say to yourself, oh, tough luck, whatever. But what, what's – okay, so what's getting done now? Now that that person's feeling bad, they're not productive, they're not constructive, you can sit there all day long and say, well, they need to toughen up. Well, that's great. In the meantime, nothing's getting done. So nice going. Mm-hmm. I think it's useful to think of that continuum from – being passive, not saying anything, at the other end is aggressive where you come on strong and you sort of interfere and perhaps diminish someone's empowerment. And then, of course, the well-known word assertive, which to define means expressing your thoughts, feelings, 
and opinions in a a way that someone else can hear. All right. And we were, Lori, we were talking about this the other day. And I don't know that I, I, at first I was thinking it was a gender thing. I don't think it's a gender thing. I think it's a relationship thing. When you look at studies on relationships and how a relationship impacts one's ability to communicate, if you and I have a really, really, really tight relationship, uh, or it's easy for me to mess with you a little bit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I have to. Not all Mm -hmm, good relationships mm -hmm. are like that. They Mm -hmm, really aren't. mm -hmm. But take, for instance, the stereotype of the the locker room male relationship. At least the stereotype. Uh I'm being careful with that. Yeah, no, I I think you're bringing up a good point. You know, where you may have uh, a bunch of guys hanging out in the locker room and somebody just, you know, one guy says to the next one, oh, man, you are such a loser. When the relationship's tight, both parties in that conversation, they take it with love almost. If I'm razzing on you, I start making fun of you. Uh, in many cases, it's a sign of affection. That sure. sounds crazy, but that's what's happening. And that's why the people in that relationship, they don't even think twice about it. Like that right. day they go home, they don't go home, mom, so-and-so called me such and such. They don't do They're just like, we are a tight, tight group. And they'll continue to razz on each other. And it's a sign of affection. But- that same exact behavior, if one party doesn't actually believe the relationship is that strong, that's the problem. If I'm at work and I'm your boss, and to me, razzing on you or making fun of you is how I show affection, but you don't know that, now it's abuse. Now it's harassment. And I don't even know I'm harassing you. I mean, this is what we see when I talk with clients who have been brought up on harassment charges. They're like, Ethan, what did I say? And I'll tell them and they'll say, but I'm just kidding. I said, yeah, you know that. But the other person doesn't. And the other person's going home and they're under a lot of stress. You can do that with your best buddies who know you're just joking and it's a sign of affection. Others, you can't. I'm also hearing you say that people, and maybe males in particular, do have to be careful at work about what they say, particularly if there's a difference in power. So I think you said something very important. It's perhaps more acceptable and maybe even helpful in terms of bonding to razz each other if you're equals. Now watch this. Uh, see, so okay, so I'm, I've read some great books that say I should surround myself with people who think like I do on my team. Like as a, I, Not to get into the meet up with people who think differently, but I've got a team that has a culture now that's just awesome. We all work together well. We all joke around with each other well. We produce good product. No one's complaining. It's going great. And that's fantastic. But now something happens. A new member joins my team. Or... Maybe I go to a different company or one of the people on my team goes to a different company. That that feeling of awesomeness that they had, that people write books about, how good the team was, they try to bring that to the new team where they don't have that relationship. And when it doesn't go well, they make fun of somebody as a joke. In their mind, they're just like, hey, I'm just kidding around. But now it's next thing you know, they're brought to human resources for a talk. Instead of figuring out how do we make the relationship stronger, they become resentful. They say, this team stinks, and they start blaming everybody else. What the skill is, in, in my mind, the skill is to be aware of who is around you and what your relationship is. If you don't have that kind of relationship with somebody, don't talk that way to them. It's not complicated. Mm-hmm. And you can blame them all you want, but... 
maybe err on the conservative side. I want to talk about a particular situation, which is criticism. I'm, I have heard of people, particularly, again, managers or bosses, who say, that's, that's dumb, or why'd you do it that way? Frankly, that's usually not helpful. So we always teach, don't talk about the person, talk about the behavior and the impact the behavior has. So I might say something like, I've noticed this document has so much information. I don't think that our VP is really going to want all that detail. Instead so, of instead, instead of, saying, of saying, my God, this you is really a mess. screwed this up. Exactly. What are you doing? How many times do I have to tell you to do this the right way? Sends a totally different message. All right, we are just about out of time. Any final thoughts, Lori, that you want to share on this topic with, with folks? Well, think mind over mouth. Think before you talk. You don't want to end up in HR. And I would say be sensitive to the impact you might be having on someone's feelings or behavior. You don't want them to quit if you like them. And importantly, when you have criticism, describe the behavior don't put down the person. And for those of you who heard Lori's advice and are thinking, I shouldn't have to be worried about people's feelings and stuff, to you I would say, don't be such an idiot. You're listening to the Broadband Network of the Speech Improvement Company, helping people communicate since 1964. If you'd like more information about the Speech Improvement Company, give us a call at 617 739 3330 or look us up at speechimprovement.com. We're happy to help with individual, team, group coaching, and conference coaching.